Hello, everyone. Happy Monday. Oh, it's, yeah, it's, it's Monday. It's Christmas Shit. Eve. Eve. I, you know, I didn't know it was the 23rd and I was like, oh shit, I feel, 23rd. I feel like my Grinch powers are fully coming. I feel like the holidays flew by for me. <laughs> I mean, they haven't passed, but they're Bitch, about to. Nobody's at the office right now. Like, mm-hmm. they were like, no, you're gonna be here by yourself. And I'm kind of just like, okay, whatever. A bitch is paid. You guys don't open tomorrow. We're open tomorrow. We're not open okay. Christmas Day. Okay. So they were like, Nelson, you'll be the only one here tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay. Mm-hmm. I'm bad as fuck, so. <laughs> <laughs> they always do me like that. I'll, I'll, always, I'll always be alone. I'll always be alone for like the day before a holiday. <laughs> but um, I was going to say, yeah. Today's episode is going to be a little bit more on the dark side. I think you say a little bit grim. The, the topic. Uh-huh. It's something that's happening. I think nationwide, um, I think it. I think a lot of people have some sort of relation to it, um, and that is with the opioid crisis. Um, I wrote this episode because I was kind of inspired by the people that I've met with by my, with the time that I've been in the marijuana industry. I've been working in weed here in Vegas for about a year and a half now, and I've met a lot of people that. Um, come to me as a marketer, as somebody that is involved with the industry, and yeah. they'll be very con- uh, curious. A lot of people that are concerned, a lot of people with questions, a lot of people looking for answers, a lot of people wanting to do something else. People that are either on some sort of opioid, people that are about to be prescribed opioids, or some people that are just know like a lot of it because of like anxiety and mental anxiety, right? mental health, some sort of severe. No, not even a lot of people will have like nerve damage, like pain, more physical. I feel like more people. I feel like I experience more people with opioid really? with a uh, um not 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 people will be on this thing like okay, I have this pain, I don't want to take pills for it, but. But, you know, when you talk about crisis and, you know, you have all these, like, a lot of, like, I feel like opioids, like pills, like, what's an opioid? Oxycodone, hydrocodone, Percocet, um, codeine is a big one. Percocets are, like, a big one, right? I think Xanax is in there, too. But it's not, Xanax isn't really an opioid, it's a different, it's It's a, a, like, an antidepressant, like a stress reliever. A a pharmaceutical, Mm -hmm. it 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 has a different name. Yeah. A psychological something. But it, it, they're all... The pills, basically. Yeah. Pharmaceutical pills are, like, making their way into black markets and people are buying them for recreational use. Like, yikes, what does that really mean? Uh, you know what I mean? Yeah, that's a bit... That's a weird one for me because I've done um, hydrocone, hydrocodone mm-hmm. when I got my titties done. I don't see how that's enjoyable for people, but I guess we will have our vices. Yeah. I personally wouldn't enjoy that for, like... Maybe I could say if you're depressed mm-hmm. and like escapism. Yeah. But I personally did not enjoy it. And then you go into this conversation of overdoses. People are having relapses. People are going to rehab. Pharmaceutical companies are getting sued. Uh, pharmaceutical companies are issuing out issuing out settlements. Like it's a thing. And it it really took me a while to like. Just grasp that. Like okay, this is a problem. Oh, opioids? No, yeah. This is a problem. Like. And, um, yeah, I know you have your experience with Xanax, and yeah. we have a special guest that we're about to call very soon. Yeah. Her name is Chantal. She's, um, I've known Chantal since maybe, like, 2013, mm-hmm. 14. I think I, me and her followed each other after I got married with Ruben, and we hung out maybe a few times. Mm-hmm. Um, she modeled some stuff for Flash and Broke. Oh, okay. And I've bought... Oh, really? A lot of her art. I don't remember that. That was a really long time ago. Yeah. I want to say that it was, like, as soon as I moved from Houston. Okay, that's probably why. Yeah, literally, like, as soon as I moved, I probably hung out with her, like, two or three times. Mm -hmm. But me and her have been cool for a hot minute. And I... She does art, Mm -hmm. and she um, paints and stuff. You guys could check out her Instagram. It's red... Red, R-E-D, steel, S-T, double-E-L, boot. 
um, Red Seal Blue Chantel paint. It's really good, too. Mm -hmm. I have the curl and the Hello Kitty. She has a very, there. like, cute, like, kawaii, like, Japanese yeah, cartoon style. Yeah, I love style. it. I love it. It's, like, um, my fave. I, I don't have that much of a relationship with her. I know we follow each other. We know of each other. You guys are mutuals. Mutuals. Yeah. And then I, I know she kind of came onto my radar about this because I know she's very, she's been very candid about her mental health. Yeah, very. And she, she's spoken about, she's spoken about her experience with Xanax. Um, I think we're, we're about to call her and we're about to get the tea. I don't know if she's still on it. I don't know if she's kind of doing what you're doing and kind of waning off. But, um, yeah, we're going to bring her on. Yeah. Uh, I call her. Here we go. Hello. Hi. Oh, you're hey, so loud and clear. <laughs> Am I loud and clear? Yes. Hey. Welcome hey. to the show. Thanks for having me. Yes. Thank you for taking the time I'm to talk so to excited. us. We're so excited to have you. And Nelson um, gave me the idea or like oh, brought so the cool. idea of doing like an episode on like people who I guess or like me and you that have used Xanax to like cope with like mental health and like other things and how yeah. we slowly transition to like CBD and stuff so I was like yeah Chantel's perfect for that so you should be no it's perfect it's really it's awesome I'm like super excited because when it, when he asked I was like oh my gosh I was just talking about this I was just saying like nobody's ever talked about this but everybody's like having these conversations like I think over the years I've had a lot of conversations with Alva about it so yeah. I'm like this is cool <laughs> yeah because it's, so, it's exciting to finally talk about it and like yeah. maybe get more information out there for people who like maybe depend on harder drugs mm -hmm. to cope with like anxiety or depression and TV yeah. is a good like way to get out of it. Do you want to get rid of the questions? I know you were more prepared. Oh no. <laughs> I mean, yeah. No, I think I think that I think uh, starting off it'd be interesting to hear what your both of you girls relationship was with Xanax, how long? I'll let her like go first. Mm -hmm. and give her story. Mm, okay. So, I would say well, should I start with like personal whatever you like, whatever you want to share yeah, whatever you you want to share because it's like okay because there's like two halves of it and I feel like I don't know how to describe it but I feel like a lot of people might relate to me because there's people who take Xanax and like have zero issues yeah. and they were like I'm just I'm just doing it I'm just doing it to have fun mm -hmm. it was given to me at a party and now I'm spiraling and like that's kind of what people are used to I feel like what kind of made me want to talk more about my experience is like I was perfectly fine you know what I'm saying yeah I don't I don't know how to like just put that out there but this is my first time doing that but I guess like so my whole entire life I've suffered with really severe anxiety and really severe depression and really severe panic attacks so growing up like I'm kind of already used to this way of life and I wasn't introduced into any type of antidepressants um until I was 18 because my mom was very like I understand what this is like we're gonna help you naturally in all of the right ways but then it wasn't until I was like 18 and it was my senior year in high school and I was like not really doing too good and my mom was like we need to get you on to something and at first I was just taking um, Lexapro I don't know if you guys know what Lexapro is but it was kind of like an an antidepressant that mm -hmm. you have to take it for two weeks for it to be in your system to even work mm -hmm. and then it, you have to keep taking it every single day I don't know the the proper medical term for it but it's an antidepressant yeah. it's strong too yeah it's so strong yeah. they started they started me at 10 and then three I think it was like three years into Lexapro I was up to 40 milligrams twice a day so I don't know it was kind of already like like smoking weed and then Lexapro like that's kind of just like all there really was for me when I was 18 and I got off of Lexapro I think 
it wasn't until I got off Lexapro when I was 20. I think I was 20 years old. And I was still smoking weed and I was still kind of just mellowing out my anxiety through that. Mm -hmm. But then I think it was when I was 21 turning 22, I couldn't really smoke weed anymore. Like it was freaking me the hell out. And I was like kind of at this weird pace because I was just like, well, what do I even do? Like, I don't know how much chamomile tea I'm going to be drinking. I don't know. Like, all I was really used to was just smoking weed and then getting off of Lexapro. So then I'm just like, oh, there has to be other things. And I think I had I had this, like, manic episode. I think I was, like, the end of turning 22. And I just went to the doctors and I was like, I don't want Lexapro because I don't want to get back on it. It takes forever to get back on it. It takes six months for it to get out of your system. And they were like, well, we can give you, um, they gave me Ativan. And Ativan is like a smaller benzo. It's not Xanax because Xanax is so hard to just, okay, we're just going to give you like your Xanax prescription. Mm -hmm. But they were like, I was basically kind of asking for a benzo, but they were like, this girl is way too young. We're not just going to hand it right over. So let's start her on on Ativan. So then Ativan started and I was just like, oh, I get it now. You know, I was like, wow, like, this is so easy. I can just take this little Ativan when I'm feeling weird or I'm feeling kind of freaky and I'm fine. So from that, I kind of got a little too used to Ativan and I went back to the doctors again and they were like, we can give you, I think it was like a 20 day prescription of Clonopin and they're like, we'll give you Clonopin's. And I was just like, I don't know. I feel like I was underdeveloped in my mind, too, at that time. And I was like, well, why can't they just give me, like, Xanax? Mm-hmm. Why am I getting, like, why am I getting Clonopin? It's why crazy. Getting- it's crazy you say that because I feel like people, I know, I've I've come across a lot of people that get Xanax prescriptions really easily. No, it's okay. hard. I yeah. Can't. It was really hard on, for me to get Or one. unless it's changed. They probably I, aren't getting it legally. Mm-hmm. They're probably getting it, like, in exactly. like in Mexico, it's really easy. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, yeah. I had to fight for it in the U.S. I was like, they only gave it to me for, like, they only gave me, like, a certain amount of pills for a little mm-hmm. bit in the U.S. My dad had to, like, practically beg them because I was going yeah. through really bad, like, mm-hmm. episodes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so after after the whole, like, Clonopin thing, I was like, I'm tired of going through my provider. Like, I was like, I still want the prescription, but I don't want to go through my provider. That's just, like, giving me more, like, random shit all the time, you know? So I was in, it was when I was living in Orange County, and it was a different type of group of friends I had. It was just a different lifestyle that I was in that I don't even really admire anymore. But there is a doctor, and there's multiple doctors. I I don't know what other cities have them. I'm sure there's other ways of getting it. But it was a doctor that you had to get, like, basically you had to go in for your analysis, and they give you, like, those prescriptions. Like Alva said, like, it was, mine was a 60-day 60-day prescription of 2 milligrams Xanax. And I had to go in every time. So every time I needed a new prescription, I would have to go in. So, like, now that I'm even, like, saying it out loud, I'm like, oh, my God, that sounds so sketchy. It is. That That sounds so crazy. And then at the time of where I was just not doing good, I was like, wow, see, it's so easy. This is like what I needed. This is like what's going to happen to me. And this is just what I needed. And I did that. I did that for two years. So for two years, I was getting, I think, 120 Xanax bars. I could be wrong. I could have been 100. But I think at one point I had 120. And... You know, they were like, okay, well, we'll see you again in 60 days. Oh, wow. And Th- that's yes. doctors. Those are probably the doctors that Nelson's talking about. That, it like, is. They, yeah. They're just trying to make their buck and, like, they're not really exactly. caring about, you like know, ethics and the, shit. Yeah. 
Yeah. yeah, and you know what? Sometimes, like, when I th- when I think about, like, that doctor's office, like, I used to hear the other patients in the next room, and they would be asking for, like, the craziest stuff. They would be like, yeah, man, like, I'm just here for my prescription, and I, I want my, um, I want my Adderall, and then I want my, there's a sleeping pill. I can't even think of it. It's that Ambien? sleeping pill. Ambien? Adam. Yeah, ambient. Um, they were like, yeah, and like I could hear them through the walls because you would have to, you would have to go into your waiting room, and sometimes you would hear the conversation in the next room, mm-hmm. and then they'd come just like Ava said, they'd like basically get their buck, yeah. write your prescription, and and that's that. I haven't really taken the time to read a little bit more on those particular businesses, but I think we all know like okay, like that's what happens. Yeah. So mm-hmm. from there. It was, it wasn't until the second year of me being a patient there where I was like, okay, where can I get more? Because I have 20 more days until I have to go again and get my prescription, but I'm also like freaking out. But I think having such a big prescription and I think me already battling like with real anxiety and real manic episodes and real like panic attacks like I wasn't even stepping into thinking like I just didn't know enough like I didn't know like you know what yeah you might need this but this also happens to people who also need it too because like you think like I think this I've heard other people talk about this but you're like oh since this isn't happening to me like I'm fine so I think wait can you guys hear me Yeah. yeah Okay, I was just like we're very I attentive. Like, <laughs> I know. <laughs> I was just like, okay, since I'm not, I'm not blacking out on Xanax bars. Mm. I'm not forgetting everything on Xanax bars. I'm not drinking and passing out. So there's nothing wrong with me. Yeah, and you, you think I, like I have anxiety. It's okay, mm-hmm. you know exactly. Yeah. And even though you, even though I had anxiety, and even though I had a previous yeah. experience with all types of medications to tend to that, like the Xanax was not okay at no. all. The way we were taking it, like almost daily, if not daily, is and like would, not good. I started, honestly, I started just taking like, it was just like a quarter of a bar and I'd have like my coffee and I'd go to work and I'd be like, oh, do do do, like, this is so nice. And then like two years in, I'm taking probably like two, if not two and a half, like Xanax bars all throughout the day. And just because like people like online and stuff, you see them just like mixing it with their sodas and just doing all this crazy stuff. It's like, oh, since I'm not doing that, like I'm cool. But if you think about it, I'm like, you know what? Like the amount that I'm taking all day is equivalent to that same like hostile behavior that is exposed online. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I... I'm not even kidding you. It didn't take, it took probably like a year of being sober off of Xanax when I started reflecting on myself previously where I was just like, damn, I don't even really like know her. I don't like, I'm embarrassed and I'm embarrassed at just like normal living patterns and situations. So I feel sometimes lucky that I didn't do anything too like insane or crazy, but I'm also feel just as embarrassed. I think that other people might experience with anything that they're addicted to. Um, yeah. yeah. It's like looking back, I feel like people, like I justified it a lot too. Cause I'd be like, for me, it was like, I had really weird, like anxiety with sleeping. Yeah, and yeah. For, for me, it was like I would take a fourth at night because like I my I wouldn't let myself sleep. I would like psych myself out from like not sleeping. So yeah, Xanax, absolutely. Xanax was always, and it was my parents. My dad would actually take it, and my mom because they have their own like mental health issues. So when they uh-huh. saw me like going through shit, they were like, "Well, here, just take a fourth, and you'll knock out." And then that you'll became, be fine, yeah. Yeah, and then that became literally every single night. And, like, now I've probably been, like, I still have Xanax on the side for, like, when, yeah, I, yeah. when I'm really going through it. And I'm like, fuck. Like, for example, um, 
I did acid on. Wow. When did we do? When did we do acid? Saturday night. Saturday night, and I was kind of having like a bad trip, and I couldn't sleep, so I took like a not even a fourth. I took like a piece of a fourth. Um, yeah. And to like knock out, but I don't. I don't depend on it like at all. Like I used to. I probably That's take so it. I probably take it like three or four times a month compared to like thirty nights out of the month. You know, and there's months. Yeah. There was a whole year when I didn't take it at all. I don't have any CBD right now, so I probably should like get some. But there, <laughs> I went like a whole year without taking it, and like looking back, I feel like I was I was so forgetful. I didn't, like, really remember a lot of things. I was always kind of, like, daisy and, like, hazy. And I just feel like now my mind just feels a lot, like, healthier and faster and, like, just, like, better. Yeah, I was just going to say, like, I feel like I didn't have the sense of urgency for shit. Mm -hmm. Like, I might have, like, had a full, I had a really good full-time job, and, like, I was living on my own. I was living in Orange County and just blah, blah, blah. But I didn't have the sense of urgency for, like, anything for me. Like, I would be like, oh, whatever, you know. like like, oh, it's not not that big of a deal. Like, that's, that's okay. And as soon, and, like, Doing that for, like, such a long period of time, I feel like that kind of goes back to me saying, like, when I think about my life at that moment, like, I don't even admire it. And I feel like I don't even admire it because it wasn't even anything in my control with, like, not being out of control, if that makes sense, if you guys catch what I'm saying. Like, I wasn't painting, I wasn't drawing and like I was just like oh yeah I'm down okay cool this is cool this is fine oh it's not really that big of a deal and there were so many like red flags in my lifestyle and in my social circle and in my relationship at that time where I was just like when I got sober I was just like what the hell like how is that okay how are these people your friends how is this person your person of a relationship like how was any of this happening what was the turning point for you in that like what made you realize so the turning point is i feel like i always talk about this but why not but the turning point was when my best friend passed away Mm -hmm. i think when my best friend passed away like it was obviously a tragedy but it was obviously like a wake-up call and it was yeah, and it wasn't a wake-up call because my my best friend's death has nothing to do with, with Xanax or anything. Mm-hmm. But just, like, I just went into this state of shock. Like, I kind of just woke up, I guess. And I was just like, what the hell am I doing? Yeah. Like, what is going on? And it was just kind of, like, it was kind of timing, too. I feel like the same time that that happened was the same time that I guess was the turning point for me of whatever above me has planned. Yeah, but it was just, like, everything changed. Like, I I moved back to San Diego. Um, I, like, I stopped working where I was working at, and I was just, like, kind of just put at bottom like environmentally that. and socially put at bottom like kind of had a big falling out with like some old old time friends and I was just like what do I do yeah like what do I do but a little like quick backstory is just like I was on a date with my my current boyfriend now who I've known for over 10 years I used to date him when I was younger but we were having dinner and I was just open about it I was just like you know like I have my have my little stash in my purse like okay let's go get some dinner and I just like it was so bad it was to a point where like I had to take Xanax before I went into the restaurant and then I'd have to take Xanax after eating because that relaxed feeling of I don't know I guess and like not worrying about shit yeah, and, like, I would start freaking out. Like, if the check wasn't placed down and I wasn't out of the restaurant, like, I would be freaking out. So, like, I kind of did it in front of him. And this is somebody who's kind of genuinely known me before this whole lifestyle that I was living. Yeah. And he kind of just looked at me and he was just like, do you, he was just like, do you really need to, like, do that? And I was like, and it wasn't mean. It was kind of just like, really? Like, are you okay? Yeah, and I was just like, no, I need this. Like, I need to do this. And he was kind of, like, sensible. He was like, well, do you need to do this or you kind of want to? 
And I was just like, oh shit. Like I'm addicted type of thing. I was just like, yeah, because it's like, it's one thing if your friends are kind of like, kind of just pulling at you, but this is kind of somebody that I kind of like started to see again. And this is somebody who genuinely knew me and could just point that out right away. And I was like, wow, like this is, this is kind of embarrassing, but this is a really good eye opener because I wasn't offended, but I was more offended of myself. Does that make sense? And I was just like, so I started thinking like, what are like, I need to just stop. Like, I was like, there's no way I was like, there's no way I'm even going to drive all the way back to Orange County to like start my prescription again. And I was like, I'm kind of tired of dabbling in with buying Xanax off the streets. Like I, it's just not even me. And it just wasn't even what was supposed to be the initial plan. Like, cause when I first got my prescription, I was like, yep, I got my prescription now. I'm valid. I'm, I'm not in the streets, but you know, like, still like when you have 20 days left of your prescription and you're out like what else are you doing like let's be real yeah you're like freaking out and you're like <laughs> you're like reliant like 100 percent. like yeah i remember my my parents would get it for me from mexico <clears throat> so like <clears throat> when i was living in houston my mom would mail me bars like that she would like yeah. literally mail me bars and like when i would run out and i didn't have any i'd be like fucking searching like the streets of Houston or Humboldt to see uh-huh. if I could like get down. and you just it was it's like a really ugly feeling to feel so like dependent on a drug and I exactly. feel like I kind of just pushed it to the side and was like well I'm not getting high like I need it yeah. to sleep yeah you know I feel yeah I feel like that's where I felt comfortable confiding with you about it because I feel that we were very similar people yeah, very, yeah. really similar like homebody style lives and like just nothing too crazy you know so I don't know like I understand completely like yeah I don't no, know how I get you too. it just yeah like I don't know how it just snapped for me to be like you got a fucking issue you got problems this is bad like this is embarrassing but it, it just happened and yeah. then when it happened, it was, like, this new door of, like, wow, like, this is crazy. Like, I don't even have the same friends that I have when I was that person. And it's so weird because um, when I started to sober up, like, kind of shortly after that, like, date I was talking about, everything started to just change. But everything also got scarier. And I think that's something that nobody talks about either is I didn't know that I had no idea that um, Xanax causes seizures. I had no idea that Xanax even makes your anxiety worse. Oh, yeah, it does. It does. I had there were a few times there were a few times where I think I didn't have my prescription and I think I was fine. But there were like two or three different times that I admitted myself to the hospital and I was going to the hospital and I was telling the people I was like my anxiety is so bad I feel like there's bugs crawling on me like I was telling them this yeah and my mom would because I would kind of just I didn't tell my parents about the Xanax I just told my parents my mom kind of last knew about the Ativan and then she just always has known about my anxiety yeah so when I was admitting myself to the hospital those frequent like few times um I was complaining that there were bugs crawling on me and like to even say that out of my mouth I'm like this this bitch is crazy oh my god no no I, I feel like like anxiety Xanax really makes like Xanax makes it worse I feel like oh long my term god. long term it really does it, it I feel like now that I've been off of it for like a year yeah. I don't think my anxiety is even nearly half as bad as it was exactly exactly I was like damn bitch like I was sitting there thinking like bugs were crawling on my body like I was feeling sick I was feeling like it's just this rush of uh, just scary it's like a rush of a really scary feeling yeah yeah and I was like damn like I've felt this before like with panic attacks but I haven't felt it this bad yeah, like, and, like, almost on a daily, uh, like, you wake up and you, like, automatically feel that, like, gut feeling. It's like, exactly. yeah, it, it sucks. 
And I feel like the last year before I, before my best friend passed away and before kind of realizing like my life is about to change, like when I was still in that just like stupid little lifestyle, I used to wake up sometimes and feel so scared and I'd be like, oh my God, like I just need to take a bar right now. I'll eat, I'll eat as soon as I get ready and that's that. But you know, like what the hell is that? Like what even what even is that like I kind of like think of when I was younger and I used to kind of wake up with anxiety I would just be like okay you need to just take it easy today like no sugar just kind of chill out do something that just keeps your mind focused and that would be it and then Xanax like I don't know I feel like Xanax is like your spooky little demon in the corner like you know those memes if they're like my sleep paralysis like in the corner <laughs> I feel like I feel like the side effects of Xanax is, is literally like that. just like that yeah literally that's crazy and, you yeah, explained it perfectly yeah that's exactly what it was and it's like yeah it's funny and but no it's like it's really happening yeah so yeah like with um Xanax also made me gain so much weight I think like, it's unhealthy. Oh it's, a, it's not like a... It's a very, like, unhealthy thing to be on for, like, such a long... I mean, I was still oh on my it God. around the year that I, I was losing weight. But I want to say at the end of that year, I got off of it. And, like, uh-huh. I feel like for me, the biggest difference was just, like, my sharpness with, like, my mind. Everything, I, I yeah. feel like I'm already kind of a slow-paced person, but I feel like on Xanax, I didn't remember shit. I, it was mm-hmm. hard for me to remember, like, the bare minimum of, like, regular things, you know? And, that, yeah. and that's, I think, the craziest thing for me. I'm like, oh, I could actually, like, remember, like, what I ate yesterday. As crazy as that sounds, like, Xanax kind of really, like, puts you in a different headspace, you know? Oh, yeah. Like, I with working retail, too, they would be like, oh, did you remember that customer that came in? He was, mm-hmm. like, two days ago, he's calling because of his receipt. I'd be like, what? No. Mm-hmm. Like, how am I supposed to remember that? And then they'd kind of look at me kind of dumb, and I'd be like, yeah, like, okay, a lot of people remember that, but here I am. Yeah, I get that 100%. And, like, that has gotten so much better for me. And, yeah, I know you have, like, before and afters of, like, off Xanax, and that's crazy. Dude, yeah, I remember I was sending that to you when you had just texted me and was like, hey, like, I've noticed you're kind of talking about, like, getting off of Xanax, like, like what's working for you and I was like dude you need to see like what I used to look like and like what I look like now John, thank it's, you thank it's you cause, insane cause her get, like Chantel getting off of Xanax made me be like fuck I need to get off of it too and that was like the starting point for me because I know that's like, so cool yeah because I thank you because I know like you had gone through like everything and within a year you had a really like different year you know where you went through a lot and like, it was I, so bad. I rem- yeah, I, I know, like, you really went through it that year. And I was like, wow, like, she's being really strong and, like, getting off of this. Like, I need to make an effort. And that's when we started talking about, like, hey, what's yeah. working for you? You know, and this is coming, like, from us that, like, not trying to put down other people who get high off of it. But, like, it goes no, to no, show that, like, yeah. you don't need to just use it to get high to have a problem, you know? Like, exactly. I feel like I feel like that also made me a little bit comfortable with kind of just talking about it. So I was like, nobody's really known like that I have this issue, but this is an issue. Yeah. So like even just you saying like, I heard you were going through a tough year, like you were kind of listening. So it's just like just that small like difference that I made. I it was that small thought in my head. I was like, you know what? I'm just going to put myself out there like. Like, my life's already kind of, like, a small hot mess that I want to work on. Like, why not put that out there? Like, what, who else can I help? And because it feels better. I feel why like it feels not? Good. Yeah, I feel like it feels good. Like, I hated talking to people about, like, my like me being on Xanax or me, like, having sleeping problems. And I feel like now yeah. I could talk about it, like, a lot more relaxed. And, like, if it helps someone else, like, that's dope, you know? Exactly. So thank you for, I, like, getting yeah, almost I just, inspiring me. <laughs> I'm so excited. It's just like I feel like people are just used to seeing like the the massive extreme yeah. like exterior of situations and of people, but nobody ever sees like just the I guess the more timid situations that are happening. Yeah. And it's just like even if you're the most timid person or you're the most extreme person, it doesn't change 
the fact of, of that particular pharmaceutical. Like, it's still yeah. going to affect you. Yeah. It's still going to happen to you. It's still going to make your life ten times worse than what it even needs to be. It's going to make your anxiety ten times worse yeah, than it, it needs to be. It really does. It's a scary... It's a scary Thing to feeling. get into. To get into, yeah. And like, exactly. Now, now I see why, like, a lot of, like legitimate doctors don't give it out like that because it's really dangerous and like super addicting you know i want to say that it's out there one of the most addictive pharmaceuticals i feel like so it's kind i of feel like, like that too like if you get on xanax and you're on it like you're, you're gonna have to like kind of go through it to get off of it you know mm-hmm. and i know cbd helped you a lot right you started taking cbd yeah so cbd was probably one of the number one I guess physical lifesavers in in becoming sober towards that. So, like I told you guys, um, I used to smoke weed all the time. Like, that used to just be the only thing that would help my anxiety. And I'd be like, cool, that's all I got to do. But then it was like, weed started freaking me out. So, when I was on Xanax and then I'm like, this isn't helping me anymore. I was like, what the hell? Where, where do I even start? Yeah. So I was, I was like sitting in my room and I'm like, I'm not going to go to rehab. I'm not going to confront my parents about this. Like, this is kind of already messy. There has to be something that I can work on. And I just kind of started reading. Like, the thing that sold me was like CBD is a non-psychoactive, like, I don't know what term, but it's, it's non-psychoactive and yeah. it was the, it was the cannabinoid of like the stem cell. I know I'm just like kind of just throwing this out there, but just non-psychoactive. Like That's that was kind one. of like, That's the a big one. Yeah. and I was like, okay, so this is something that my body obviously can't do good. Like my body's not good at doing that on itself. Mm-hmm. Like it can't just relax. I can't just relax. And Um, I was kind of scared because I was like, I'm going to start winging myself off of this Xanax really slowly. I was like, but, you know, what if I do have a seizure or what if I start freaking out? And what if I do have to, like, check myself into the hospital? Like, you know, like, Mm. I was going to be insensible. Yeah, you psych yourself out. And I was like, oh, my God. And I'm like, you know what? I'm going to try it. I'm going to try the CBD and I'm going to. Just keep smoking my little CBD pen um, in between any time I'm feeling kind of freakishly weird. And honestly, um, before, what's it called? Before I even knew what CBD was and how I was telling you guys, like, when I would have, like, 20 days um, before I would have to start my prescription again. And I would be freaking out and I'd have that, like, bug feeling in my body and just all that, like, gross stuff. Um the CBD like helped that so much so yeah I, don't, a lot. I wish I knew the proper term for that but like I've, I never had any seizures um coming off of Xanax I never had any manic episodes coming off of Xanax and I think well I kind of know the main factor of that was um, CBD. CBD yeah yeah I what, agree what were you taking I was literally I had a VVS pen and okay. there was this brand, it was called THC Clear. Mm-hmm. And um, they just had those little, those pure CBD um, little things that I would just screw on. Mm-hmm. And then every now and then I would get like the little CBD chocolates and I would kind of just chew on that before I'd go to sleep. And um, then I just switched to those CBD select pens. Okay. And then there was this coffee shop that was near my parents' house, but they served CBD on tap. It was like kombucha. Oh. It was CBD kombucha on tap. And I would just do that. I would just get those little, like, CBD teas and drinks. And I would kind of just, like, consume it. And then I would just smoke my CBD pen all day if I felt like I needed to or just whenever I was kind of feeling really tense and just really anxiety because it was so hard the less and less of Xanax I was taking I was getting these really weird rushes of anxiety yeah and it was it was the freakiest physical feeling ever like I don't even know how I'm really proud of myself of how well I Mm -hmm. took care of it but I feel like the reason I was able to 
function with that was the CBD that I was intaking. Mm-hmm. And I would get like, I would get, I think the pen was like, I forgot how many, what the percentage was of, it was no THC, but the actual amount that was in the cartridge. I wish I knew that so I could, that could help. But I would just, I would smoke my CBD pen all day. I would get those little CBD drinks. Another thing that um, I do now is I don't eat any meat. So, um. I mainly just, I'm a pescatarian now, Mm -hmm. so I I do eat fish, and I do dabble in cheese a little bit, but it's basically almost no dairy. Um, If I'm out and about, I usually just eat vegan, and I just have a high fish diet, and everything else is plant-based. I was kind of reading, I know this is, like, totally kind of off the topic, but they were saying that, like, the meat you eat is... The, depress- the depressive and anxious feelings that the animal was holding. No, I could see, and, I could see like, how, yeah. how, like, you not eating meat has gotten you so much more healthier. I feel like for some people, that's just, like, the one of the best things they could do. Like, to feel Dude, better. it was the best thing I could do. Like, it was one thing to kind of, like, initiate into CBD, but then to make more of the healthier choices of eating for myself mm-hmm. with having anxiety, having depression, and then overcoming this, like, Xanax addiction. Um, that diet completely changed my life. It's like another, On top it's of another level of everything empowerment. Else. Yeah. Yeah, it was just like, whoa, next level, like, cool. <laughs> That's really interesting so, that, you, that you vape and the, you have have the teas because usually when we get patients when we get new people we well, we recommend uh tinctures we'll, uh-huh. we'll recommend lotions i know alba likes the capsules because she's familiar with the pill yeah and i just think that like a lot of people like though they need to understand that like marijuana could put people in psychosis mm-hmm. like 100 yes like i've some of my worst like feelings of being high off of anything have been weed and, me too. and i'm, I'm me too. literally comparing exactly. it to like psychedelics yeah. you know and like yeah. i've, I've yeah. gone through it with you know weed before so i feel like cbd i would even call it like the polar opposite because yeah. you don't get any high no you know cbd is a cbd is non-psychoactive non-psychoactive yeah, yeah it's an anti-inflammatory agent um it, it it does something with the binding of receptors in the brain so from what I understand, from what I understand, it helps chemicals travel better in the brain. Oh wow! Well, see, there you go. There's, like, there's a lot. There's a lot. There's a lot in CBD that's interesting. That I, I think that there's there's a lot that can be said. It's it's not just a fad. I think. I don't think it's no, a fad. I, I feel so like either. Yeah, but they were talking like I read a little bit about Xanax, and they were saying that the Xanax forces the chemicals out of your brain or like I don't know the proper terms but it does something similar and I feel like when you abuse that so much Mm -hmm. that's kind of one of the repercussions of when you're getting off of it Mm -hmm. and you start slamming hard like with anxiety and with freaking out and I feel like hearing that about CBD immediately explains that relief Mm -hmm. I was able to take in while I was trying to take everything out. Mm. But I, I definitely don't think it's a fad. The only thing I wish is I wish that there were more um, CBD products available at the time that I was um, yeah. releasing like all of that Xanax out of my body. Because at the time, there was only, I think there was only two brands that were doing it. And it was like, it was like the Cushy Punch okay. brand. And then the THC Clear brand, they were the only ones that were selling it, I think, at the time. It's kind of hard to get it. It was hard to get it back then. How long ago was this? This was like two two years ago. Oh, really? Yeah. Like a good two years ago. That's not even that long. CBD is is so new. It's so new. It's very new. I feel like this year I've seen more and more businesses. Yeah. taking on to it yeah. I've seen more businesses and companies taking on to products so it's more exciting because I'm like dang I wish there was this when I was yeah. you know like mm-hmm. this is so good to, to hear because now people who are listening to this and might be going through the same things they have even more options than what I even yeah. had and like even with the small CBD options that I had it opened the biggest doors of my life of relief 
and health and happiness. And I feel like now it's like even easier yeah. for anyone because people can, are starting to catch on. I can yeah. I can relate to you with the weed thing, with the marijuana thing, because like there's there's THC and then there's CBD, right? They're 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 two, yeah. They're yeah. two compounds that come out of that that the plant, the marijuana plant. But the marijuana uh-huh. plant has different variations, kind of like you know, there's a parrot, it's blue. There's one, there's a red one, there's a macaw. Uh-huh, so there's different uh-huh. species of the plant. So I think people are so stigmatized by marijuana because they don't THC because yeah. they're so scared of that psychoactive effect that doesn't really go with them. Yeah. And it's such exactly. a it's such a cultural like thing to get high to smoke weed yeah. and get high. But then there's the yeah. other at the at the at the dispensary that I work at. We carry we have teas. We have gummies. Uh-huh. We have tinctures. The tinctures are big in, like CBD, huh? in, in the Vegas market. Yeah. They're very big. We have well, that's the, cool. We have the vapes. We have the lotions. I'm a fan of the lotion I myself. Like the capsules. The capsules. They're literally just like like a pill of like CBD. You can get CBD and like honey sticks now and honey CBD. Uh-huh. So there's so yeah. much on the market. Pet products. There's CBD pet oh, products yeah. too. Oh yeah, I was giving it to my dogs. So that's, oh, that's, that's yeah, a whole. That, calm them down. That's a whole thing. See, I'm telling you, like I, I always explain to people, like it's, it's, it's science. It's, it's a plant. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. it's literally a plant. But there's also different. Uses like there's different it. things to the plant. There's different uses. Like the fact that they were able to find a cell in that plant that's non psychoactive that still has those properties mm-hmm. that can mm-hmm. help I'm just like dude this yeah, is what awesome. I, this is what I needed yeah. because I'm not trying to be on any more medication I'm not trying to enlist myself into anything like like I just want to get better I feel like, like I just want to get better I just want to feel better and that's it it's literally I feel like more beneficial to like society than marijuana because I feel like marijuana is really just to, like, get high, mm-hmm. right? I know it, ha- it has helped a lot of people with pain and whatnot. But I think... But I feel like CBD is, like, literally for everybody. I think I think it's underestimated how big of a demographic of people there is that doesn't like being high. Or that can't yeah, psychologically handle it. Yeah, I don't, I don't really it. like to, like, smoke weed like that anymore. Yeah. When I do, like, smoke or, like, get high, it's really, like... I haven't gotten like super high in a long time, and I don't plan on it. Yeah, it's, you know, I don't plan on it at all. Yeah. but it's it's not that it's not that I'm even against it. Like, I'm sure, I'm sure if it didn't trigger my anxiety, I'd probably be the same. If not, I might just be like, you know what? I don't even really like that type of lifestyle anymore. But it's just like it's just not for my body. Yeah, and I think I think that's something that people forget to think about too. I. I've definitely targeted myself is people don't realize that your body and your mind are two different things and to achieve like your greater healthiness and to achieve your actual happiness is building that relationship of understanding between the two. No. Yeah. Like I feel like now I'm holding the hands with like my physical self and then I'm holding hands with my mental self. Mm-hmm. And that's how I'm able to figure out, like, you know what? That's not for me. You know what? This isn't feeling okay. That didn't make me happy or this made me full. I don't know if that makes any sense, but... Oh, it does. Yeah, it's, it's, like, a, it's oh, awareness. It's 100% like awareness. And then... Yeah, I feel like we grow up too, like, to not think about those things. Like, just do it. Like, I'm just doing it because I want to do it. I'm just doing it because... Yeah. This is what happened the first time I did it, and yeah, I'm fine. And that's not for everyone, but it, it is a major part, and I think that's where people forget, like, you know, like, it doesn't have to just be for you. Yeah, and I think, like, with marijuana and, like, actually getting, like, high, I think people go through, like, phases. Mm-hmm. And I feel like, oh, yeah, and, like, Chantel, and I think you too, we, like, we smoked it a lot when we were teens. Yeah. And we got high a lot mm-hmm. when we were teens. So now I'm kind of very, like, whatever mm-hmm. with smoking weed I just don't find it like entertaining for me to like get high I think I did it a lot when I was like literally like 14 through like 22 yeah. maybe and now I'm just like yeah. burnt out you know I'm, it's like oh my god it yeah it's yeah I don't even know how to, like, where to start. But exactly, like, I started smoking when I was really young. And, like, I feel so dumb when you say, like, oh, I've done it all. But literally, I've, like, I've done it all. 
and now I'm just like I don't even think I could see it. It kind of it's more of a party fever. It looks more of a party fever to me now. Yeah. But everybody everybody starts at later at later times in their life. That's you know, true. like mm-hmm. I was being a little bit more rebellious when I was younger because back then there wasn't dispensaries. And it was like really hard and like oh my it god, wasn't like, okay. You're, like you're smoking weed, and now it's just like no, okay, you, weed. You can go buy it. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, yeah. Oh, it's next door. Yeah, literally. <laughs> oh my god. Oh, my neighbors are getting it dropped off now. Like that's what that guy is. Oh really? Like, oh, you guys okay. have delivery? Like like. Oh, uh, yes. People get it San Di- yeah, San Diego has San Diego has deliveries mm, now. Nice, nice, nice. That's crazy. Yeah, I, I had know, to like go but... to like random parks and be like, "Hey, do you have some weed I could buy?" Like, I didn't have it that easy. You look like fucking cops. <laughs> oh and my shit. god, <laughs> that's so funny. <laughs> no, that's really how it was though. Like when we were in like eighth grade to end of eighth grade to like eleventh grade, it was like. Yeah, you would go to the park and you would be like, "Hey, um, does anybody like smoke weed?" <laughs> That's so funny, but yeah, I think I just got burnt out. So it was like when I was going yeah. through anxiety, the last thing I wanted to do was like get high. To be honest, you know? Yeah, like, yeah, hundred percent. I, I just wanted to feel normal. <laughs> like that was it. And I feel like CBD could do that for a lot of people. It just relaxes you. Mm -hmm. I know. I feel, you know what's something too is like I was thinking, I was like, I wonder, like there's probably people who are like, I don't want to be high, like, but I'm having anxiety. But like, what about those people who, who can't think of that for themselves? Like don't understand that there's really anything else for them. And the people who just keep on keeping on with the same cycle. That's hard. That I just, sucks. I think of that too. I'm like, that's there's probably people out there that just keep thinking like, like they're stuck in the pharmaceutical mm-hmm. mindset. Like, this is what's all gonna work. Like, if I stop taking this now, like, it's that's it's over. Yeah. Like, there's nothing else that's gonna work for me. I'm gonna have to keep taking this mm-hmm. for the rest of my life. Those thoughts scared me. And then now that I think of it, I'm like, you know what? There's some people that that's the only thoughts that they can obtain. I think that's why it's good to talk about things and get information out. In case, you know, someone does hear this and they have, you know, like dependency on a benzo and they're like, because benzos aren't necessarily like opioids. Mm -hmm. They're different, but they're like in the same family tree. Yeah. But it's kind of like, you know, there's there's ways to get out of it, you know, especially if like Uh you're using it, you know, for mental health and like you're not so much like... Yeah, you're addicted to it, but it's not like you're using it to get high. And you, mm-hmm. well, I feel like when you enjoy that high, that's different. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's a whole other story. I feel like yeah, I, I feel like with opioids, it's more like pain. Like I'm in pain. Yeah. Like I, yeah. I, a lot of people with like uh, diseases, diseases that I've heard is like cystic fibrosis. Oh wow. Fibromyalgia. Crazy. Um, like really like high threshold pain. They get on opioids and yeah. they get addicted. Yeah. This, uh-huh. this is like more like benzos, you know? So it's more like more, more like psychiatric type thing. Yeah, 100%. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's just like it serves its purpose like to people who are going through it the worst and then it serves its purpose for people who are just kind of don't know how to feel right or just don't know how to feel but that's what's so scary like now that I think of it I'm like that's what scares me the most is like where does it start and where does it end I don't know know. that's kind of how I used to think in my mind I'm like how did it even start and like when is it gonna end like what do I gotta do yeah it's rough I feel like it's hard it changed me so much. Like, when I look at my pictures of me, like, when I was on it, I was like, God, I'm so swollen here. I remember I look, you showed me. I look like I have no control of myself. Like, I'm just, like, there. That's crazy. I mean, I, it's, I, I think it's good, though, to show, like, okay, people are able to get out of this, mm-hmm. you know? I think that's the most fun I've had with this. Yeah. Is, like... When I thought I was really having fun, it was really the worst part. But now, like, just speaking about it out in the open, like, hey, like, it doesn't have to be everything. And it doesn't have to be every day for the rest of your days. Like, look at me. Like, I had a normal job. I was living on my own. And it still happened to me. But I still got through it. 
and I still was able to just like get healthy from it and move on. Yeah, yeah. I just like I can't stress that enough. I feel like even I feel like social media doesn't do that enough. Yeah, it doesn't. I feel like people fabricate it. I feel like people like we always hear it in music. We always hear like mm-hmm. the not like just the stigma with how yeah. people talk too. Like it's it's a joke to some people as well. Like, wow, like this day is so stressful. Like I would rather just take a Xanax, take a Xanax like my favorite rapper, and just call it a day. And it's like actually, it's no. a whole thing, and people get addicted. And yeah, I get exactly what you're saying. As someone yeah. who like you know would t- like it, there, it's a different side to it that I feel like you know what if someone has anxiety and then they think like this is a cool thing to do and like before they know it they're like uh-huh. addicted to it and like using it for their end it's just I think it's good to talk about it I don't think social it's media so does good. enough and some people lose their way yeah and some people overdose yeah and you you can like, die off of it one hundred percent yeah there's people who just like there's people who are just dropping. There's people who aren't waking up, yeah. you know, and so sad. it's just sad. It's sad and it's scary, but you know, that's why you guys got to like break through all stigmas and openly talk about anything, openly talk about yourself because there's people who can't openly talk about themselves. Yeah. And you know, like not everybody's talking, but everybody's listening. That's true. Well, yeah. thank you, Chantel. Thank for, you so much for joining thank us. Thank you guys so much for having me. <laughs> thank I you, thank had you. so much fun. Thank you, thank you, thank and you. And we'll go ahead and you guys follow Chantel. She does like the best art. I was telling thank them before you. we called you that I've known you for like years, and we've always like connected through like similar experiences and art. How like I, I love your yes. art. <laughs> I feel I feel like one of my favorite things about my friendship with you is whatever it was you're doing, I was like, oh my god, how can I be a part of this? Yeah. How can I how can I help you? And then I feel like you have done the same for me in return. And oh, I I appreciate that a lot. Of course, yeah. I right think yeah. We always right now, in that sense. <laughs> exactly. Right now my my Instagram's a little dusty, but don't I say feel that. Like, <laughs> well, it's very personal, like, right? Like it's, it's like really, a personal like, page. Yeah, I really need to focus on my art and getting it to establish pretty good. But there's a lot of stuff coming this year, so it'll yeah. be good. And you sell your pieces. You sell canvases. Yes. So check out Chantel's Instagram is Red Seal Boot. We're gonna go ahead and tag you. So thank you guys out. but thank you so much we hope of to course. hear from you soon yes I hope to hear from you guys soon you guys are the best well, thank, <laughs> thank you, you so much. well thank take you. care okay. have a good night thank you too again. you guys have a good one okay, bye 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 okay, <laughs> well that was really fun and wholesome yeah that was a really good um, conversation with her I think we covered everything yeah that was that was really cool um it's really she's feel she sounds very empowered and she's she's taking control and i think there's a lot there's a lot there's a lot of power in awareness yeah and um, I, I think Chantel's story. there's a lot of power in awareness and i think people people will get stuck before they achieve that awareness in any situation that they can be oh, in. Oh, yeah. I think it was... I mean, you know, she said it herself. She went through a really hard year with, like, her friend, her best friend passing mm-hmm. for her to kind of be like, I need to change my life around. Mm-hmm. And she was a really big inspiration for me because I was like, oh, hey, I saw you're off of it. Mm-hmm. Like, how did you do that? Because me and her have literally, like, very similar stories. We didn't take Xanax to, like, get high and have fun. Mm-hmm. It was like, we have anxiety, you know, so... I think it's good to talk about it because Xanax is a very popular drug. I feel like the way Percocet is popular right now, mm-hmm. you hear it in rap songs. And then, be, and then people people will take them at the same time. What they Pe- take Percocet? Friend, I've heard wild stories. I had a, I had a coworker that would Xanax and tequila was his go to. Oh no! Like together. Oh yikes! People will dissolve pills and codeine. I told you about this. Somebody overdosed and died. I like I oh, people no. would people would lace up like have a Xanax and then smoke a blunt. I've done that. Oh <laughs> my god! There's a lot. There's people. Yeah. People have a lot of cocktails. People have a lot of rituals, yeah. and it's you know people mix. People yeah. mix, and it's it's crazy. You know, I feel 
that people are always going to use. If Xanax is the type of drug that you like, just be very aware. I feel like the moment that you feel like, oh, I need this is like very bad for whatever it is you're taking or doing. Mm hmm. So um, hopefully our stories could inspire someone out there just to be careful or if someone does have like a reliance mm -hmm. problem with Xanax. And I think the biggest takeaway here is, um, you know, I, I do work in the marijuana industry and um, I do consider myself an advocate at this point. I've seen, I've experienced what it can do for people as an alternative. Um, if you want to wean yourself off an opioid or a, benzo a benzodiazepine, maybe CBD could be an answer to you. Yeah, do of your, course. Do your research. Um, CBD is interesting. I It's not a miracle substance. Please do not run with that. I'm not giving anybody medical advice, but um, if you take the time to research and do your own experiment, if you're in a legal state, or CBD, you can ship CBD. You can buy CBD online. Yeah, I don't know you if can. you, it's not scheduled like THC, like marijuana. Do your research and look into an option, and I, 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 I know that it's helped out a lot of people in the in situations of dependency like that. So that that could be an alternative for you. No, yeah. So even if it's not necessarily Xanax, but something else, mm -hmm. I feel like CBD. Um, even for example, my dad, he got the lotion. Mm -hmm. He's an older person, gets pain in his body, uh, just in general. I think CBD is you know a thing that could help. I mean, hundreds and thousands of people. Mm -hmm. So, in case you like are completely new to it, and you're, or people don't look into it, you just hear about like, oh my god, yeah, CBD. it's like and another you thing. Yeah, you don't really go out of your way, but I feel like it's worth going out mm -hmm. of your way for. Yeah. So that was our little episode, you guys. It was different. I liked it. It was like, like that. Fo that phone call was cute. It was very like I, I heard rain. Oh really? I heard rain. That's cute. Yeah, I heard rain. Oh, I was, it's it, probably raining out there. It, it did something to me. Aww. But um. Happy holidays if you celebrate, and if you don't, then have a good week. Yeah. I hope you're, 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 your head is up high, and you're happy, and you're keeping yourself busy. But see you all next week. This is going to drop probably tomorrow. I'm going to schedule it, and yeah, enjoy. Bye, guys. Bye-bye.